Watma uh, with the Real Slim Fady podcast, episode number one. First thing I want to talk about is how finance is the last role that companies are hiring for, why that's dangerous, but also maybe the right thing to do. Founders are rarely, rarely ever really finance-minded or finance-educated in the first place. You know, when you look at finance at its core, it's the discipline of identifying risk and mitigating it. Being an entrepreneur is one of the most risky, if not the riskiest career path uh, that anyone can take. So naturally, finance-educated finance people and finance-minded people go and get a comfortable paying job, uh, making a good amount of money, and so there's really no need to go down the treacherous road of being an entrepreneur. I'm a finance-educated person. I had a very comfortable job at Boeing, um, but I grew up in an entrepreneur family. I started my first company when I was 12 years old. So entrepreneurship has really been in my blood for, for a very long time, and I always knew that I was going to run my own company. But if I stayed at Boeing, I could have led a very, very comfortable life, making a very good salary, and not really having it work that much, in all honesty, especially in comparison of, of being an entrepreneur. Then you look at the fact that you know 82% of these companies that are going out of business do so because of cash flow issues. 82%. Usually, finances and cash flow are the most important thing, but they're the least understood, especially for early stage companies. I mean, going through Series B, even Series C companies don't necessarily have a full grasp of their finances and their cash flow. Um, like when I was at Boeing, we're, you know, obviously building billion dollar financial models and, and managing all this kinds of stuff and on a billion dollar stage, but there were still a lot of black holes and that's at Boeing. That's literally the largest aerospace company in the world that employs almost 200,000 employees. Um, and we were still having issues, right? What's, what, how is that going to stack the odds for a company that has five employees or, or 10 or, or, or even, you know, a little bigger than that? Every company, when they start, they're focused on solely building a better product, building a better service than their competitors, and focused on that. Then they want to go and build out their go-to-market strategy. They want to build out their go-to-market function, bringing on sales, bringing on marketing, anything that's going to get them out in the world and start getting traction. The last thing on their mind usually is finance, is, is cash flow, right? If you have some money in the bank, you look at, hey, we have some revenue, we have some some anything, some investment, even if you're pre-revenue, you may think you're good. You look at the bank and, hey, we're, you know, we're good. We have some money in the bank. We don't really need to worry about this too much. It's always, it's always one of those things that's in the back of the mind. But you know, ignorance is bliss, unfortunately, for a lot of a lot of early stage, early stage founders, early stage employees. And you know, if you don't have to face the problem, it's not there, right? But if you hire a finance person too early, who isn't the right fit for your company, who isn't so ingrained with the operations, so ingrained with the creativity of what numbers can can actually do for a company, of of how you can new pricing strategies, new market analysis, new things like that. It could derail things pretty quickly. So, you know, hiring finance people is, is an extremely difficult thing, especially for founders that don't really understand the finance world or the finance you know, discipline at all. Companies can't bargain shop for finance people. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be finding someone that's right out of college with an accounting degree and say, hey, that's our VP of finance. Um, don't do that. Could be one of the worst mistakes you ever do. Uh, but you also shouldn't go find someone with 30 years of experience, 20 plus years of experience in the in the accounting field or the finance field and pay them 
a lot of money, you know, 200,000 plus and, you know, some equity or 150. I've seen so many nightmare situations where people are paying these way, way experienced people so much money just because they think that, hey, let me throw money at this problem. It'll solve it. That's that's not necessarily what it works, what it works out to. You know, usually you get what you pay for. But finance, especially for early stage companies, it's a unique, a unique balance. You know, ideal fit for a seed, especially pre-seed, seed, series A, series B company. If you're trying to find that first finance hire, bringing on someone with, you know, three to five, maybe five to seven years of actual finance experience proper finance experience. Don't hire someone for Boeing, but don't hire an accountant, you know, that worked in public accounting to be your finance person. You can hire them to be a controller, which is a completely different skill set, which is extremely critical, but very different. Accounting tells you what your numbers have been and finance tells you what your numbers are going to be and works with the rest of the team to figure out how to get there. That's the biggest difference between accounting and finance. And that's why, you know, for me, whenever I look at companies and they, they have a, you know, quote unquote CFO, VP finance, whatever, and they're an accountant, they're a CPA with no experience on the op side, with no experience on the business, business strategy, business operation side, it's dangerous because you'll, you'll have a controller and, you know, that's, that should be their title. Their title should be controller. It's, it's managing the books, managing the taxes, managing, making sure everything's in compliance. Very, very important role. But at the same time, it's very different than finance. And companies need someone who's going to be so tied in with the operations of the company that they'll be able to know exactly all the levers that need to be pulled or pushed to get the company to where it needs to be. That's what finance is. That's what finance needs to be for a growth stage company, for a growing company. You find a creative accountant, you may be, you may end up in jail or paying some some ridiculous fat fines. Finding a creative person, though, creative finance person, can help take your company to the next level and maybe even level up multiple times. Right, being able to understand, hey, if we tackle this go to market from this angle, we can charge more money. Or if we tackle it using this resource, it's going to cost us less money. There's so many different ways that you can look at things, and and finance people really need to be ta- really really focused on the operations of the company and so tied in there, especially for early stage companies and even for later. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like that 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 skill set should change. It's just different priorities when you're when you're talking Series C, Series D, and above. But you know, the biggest thing is hiring someone too soon really, really could limit your ability to execute. They can they can tell you that you're 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 going after something way too way too quickly in a, in a wrong way without being able to really really hit your stride and and test out that function, test out that market, test out that product, test out that service. And you could be missing out on a lot of on a lot of opportunity, a lot of potential, just because you hired someone who doesn't see the world the same way that founders do, and is is a is a little too conservative, a little too risk averse on growing a company. And when you're an entrepreneur, you are extremely risky because there is no riskier career path um, in the world than being an entrepreneur, especially scaling a company as an entrepreneur. And we're not talking solopreneurs. I mean, all power to them. But we're talking real, you know, full-blown, raise money, hit the market, 
uh, try and dominate the market. That's that's kind of the that's kind of the, the the profile that we're looking at right now. And I've seen this firsthand, right? I've seen this firsthand. I ran an outsourced CFO consulting firm for about four years um, in Chicago. And I've seen so many nightmare stories, and we'll we'll be able to walk through a bunch of those during during some other episodes. But right now, you know, one of the first clients that I ever had as an outsourced CFO, they had another outsourced CFO that they were working with for several years. Yet the CEO had approached me and said, Hey, listen, I have no idea what our finances are. I have no idea where our cash is. I don't know if I need to raise money. I don't know how much I should raise. I don't know what we're burning. I don't, I don't know anything. And, you know, my first question was, what the hell is your CFO doing? What is your outsource CFO doing? Because I knew he had one. And it was it was one of those situations where they didn't know where to start. The team and the, the CEO and the founders didn't know where to start with this outsource CFO. They didn't know what questions to ask. They didn't know what to look for. They just kept asking, you know, what's our burn? What's our burn? And the Outsource CFO kept saying, oh, yeah, you're all good. You know, you're you're all good. You're all good. You're all good. It took a couple of hours of me looking at their books and looking at their finance to notice that there was something pretty significant, pretty significantly wrong with the company, with the finances, with the cash, with everything in there. They knew it wasn't a good situation. The CEO and the founders, they knew they were not in a good situation, but had no idea where to start to unravel it. The only reason they settled for using, I'm going to use settled the word settled for a very good reason. They settled for using the outsourced CFO because he was the cheapest and he let the founding team pay him with some equity until they were able to get some cash in the door and then they could then then they started paying him a, a little bit in cash uh, when they were just getting started. But that's dangerous. That's super, super dangerous. Remember, like I said, you, you pay for what you get um, and you get what you pay for. You know, this outsourced CFO definitely, he had a very, very, very large book of business, very, very significant amount of clients. So for him, you know, when you look at a, you look at an outsourced CFO, if they take a smaller engagement, it's really no sweat off their back if your company goes belly up. And that's a, that's a harsh reality to, to face is you're, you know, a very, very small piece of the pie that they're, that they're after and that they're working with. And so, you know, when you hire an outsourced CFO, be very, very careful of, of who you hire, what their profile is, because this outsourced CFO, when I started asking some questions, very, very simple questions about the books, about the cash, about the, the, the revenue, about the expenses. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, the company hasn't told me X, Y, or Z. I've asked the company to tell me where this stands. They don't tell me. They don't tell me and kept Putting, pointing the finger back at the client, back at the, back at the company. The company's so busy running the company, right? You're you're trying to scale. You're bringing on new people. You're you're doing a lot of really good things, and if your CFO is not actually asking you the right things or not actually putting together the right certain stuff, how how are the founders supposed to know, right? That's that's kind of the the real reason that outsourced CFOs even have a job with startups with growth stage companies is because they don't know necessarily what to look for, what to ask. That's our job as outsourced CFOs uh, to provide. And, you know, the the saddest thing is when I had come into the picture, it was already too late. It was it was already too late. The company was too far gone. They had been hemorrhaging cash for far too long and they ended up going belly up. They had 18 employees that all, you know, lost their job. They had, you know, a team of three founders that 
they all they all parted ways. It ruined it ruined a lot of stuff. It ruined a lot of a lot of very very good. And this was a successful company, you know, from the outside, right? They were making uh, you know almost ten million dollars a year. Very quick growth from the outside. It looked like a really good company. But when you have an outsourced CFO, when you have a finance talent that isn't there really, really ingrained in the operations, that's the kind of stuff that can happen. That's the kind of stuff that's scary when you look at the actual growth of your company. And it could all, you know, you could have the best product, you could have the best go to market, your marketing and sales could be phenomenal. But if you don't know what's actually coming in the bank on a monthly basis or a weekly basis, and definitely on an annual basis, it could cost you the company. Right, it really could cost you the company, and that's why it's dangerous for companies not to hire finance until it's the la- the very last thing they do. Right, some Series A VCs investors they won't even they won't even give you a Series A check unless you have a CFO, or they will even in place a CFO that they work with they use for their their portfolio companies. It could be an outsourced CFO, which is which is not an issue at all. Uh, it's just you have to be very, very careful of what this finance person is going to be doing for your company um, because it could really, really either either stymie your your growth or help you really propel to the next level. On this, on this podcast, we're definitely going to be leaning into a lot of finance stuff, a lot of business stuff, a lot of growth stuff, really what's going to help companies hit the next stage, hit the next level that they want to hit and really go after what they wanted to go after. Keep in mind, founders... You know, although we're, you're not finance focused, you're not finance minded. If you're not, that's not the end of the world. You can find people. There are a lot of good outsource CFOs. Make sure they're actual CFOs. Make sure they're actual finance educated, finance experienced people. And if you do hire someone, don't pay them these crazy salaries with this crazy stuff. You haven't seen them do real work. You need to know that they've scaled the company. Um, if you're if they're asking for these crazy these crazy salaries, if they haven't and they're they're young and they're hungry and they're 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 really trying to prove themselves, by all means go after it. But they need to be finance people. Don't hire a CPA that worked at one of the big four just because they were in audit. You know anything corporate accounting. Get someone who's actually a finance hire, a finance minded person, and that really will be could be a game changer for your company. It'll allow your company to really, really hit its stride, knowing all all the all the levers that you're pulling and pushing, and it'll make fundraising a lot easier. When you're fundraising and you don't have someone in charge of your finances or your cash or your model or your projections, it's it's damn near impossible to have those conversations with the investors because the number one thing is know your numbers. Founders, CEOs, founding team, you have to know your numbers. If you don't have anyone that's actually organizing that, it's difficult to actually know your numbers. And, and investors know that immediately off the first meeting. They'll know if you if you're on top of all your numbers or if you're not. So be very, very careful on when you're putting in finance into your company, who you're putting into that role, and how you're actually leveraging. Give them metrics, give them give them actual KPIs that you're tracking them on. Don't just don't just leave it as a black box and let that let that person live in that black box that you don't really understand or, or anything like that. You know, have some have some checks and balances on the finance side and it will it could potentially save your company and it'll definitely help you uh, really hit the next level. So thank you guys for for listening. Thank you everyone for listening. Any ideas, any any other topics you want me to cover, feel free to shoot me a note and let me know. Check out my company, clockwork.ai. We are 
financial modeling for startups, for growth stage companies at the click of a button. AI-powered financial forecasting, cash flow forecasting, and everything in between. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.